Hello ladies and gents, you're with Adrianosaurus. I'm the coach of Adrianostoinus Rex for BBL Supercoach. Tonight's podcast we're going to probably do a couple of things. We're going, to t- we're going to start with some questions that I've been getting to the socials inbox or comments I've received uh, that I want to give some answers you know, for you guys out there because you may be interested in the same sorts of things. Uh, and I'm going to go through team lineups, how I think they'll line up um, for the Big Bash commence. Now, you know, that's obviously got to be taken with a grain of salt because I may not, uh, even though I try to keep apprised of all the changes in BBL for, you know, signings and injuries and alike, um, you know, I'm, I'm not 100% that I'm, I'm correct. You know, there could be um, changes. Obviously, we know that there could be more signings that come in or people could, could maybe fail to overcome injuries uh, as well. But I'm going to give it my best guess based on what I know, uh, you know, uh, from all the news and, and stuff that I've been following and uh, hopefully that'll help you you know make some decisions on players um, firstly I'd like to kick off the show um, and thank all my guests that have come on for the team previews it's been really fantastic to have everybody on some really good super coach minds and you know I think particularly you know talking to the guns and honeyball uh, were really educational because they are right immersed in bbl you know relevant and up-to-date news and you know it's been really good to talk to them you know players who don't look like they're going to make it for the tournament rumors about who's going to come in uh you know play players that you're going to fade ones that you, you you got in as locks you know we've been able to chat you know guns versus guns and you know pros and cons of of, of who we like and and who we don't and it's been a really you know great time you know chatting with uh with the guys there on on the podcast and i appreciate you coming on um super coach by adrianosaurus you know we're not just uh, on twitter you know we're on all of the socials instagram i've got a facebook group super coach by adrianosaurus i'm on tiktok you know the link is in my profile you'll see it here when i post this podcast click on the link and you can follow me on uh, some of the other socials you know obviously i'm different i do different content you know on some of the others you know instagram and tiktok are a bit more video based so i'll answer some questions in there and i'll you know when i'm posting these posts i'll give my little comment as to why i think it is and i'll you know sit there taking the piss out of my missus and have her in some of the videos where i'm you know barraging her with super coach questions she's actually picked between rashid and and uh, daniel sams <laughs> so you know give it a click if you like and um you know if, if you want to follow me on any other socials you know obviously we're getting close to the big bash and whilst i'll still be posting regularly throughout the big bash i'll be trying to keep them snappy you know i'll probably just cover the ones you know who who rocked in the round you know who flopped in the round who am i fading you know who am i targeting uh, you know, and, and maybe a little bit of strategy, you know, so I'll try to keep them to like 30 minutes or 20 minutes or, or so, keep them snappy and an easy listen. But if you want, you know, that extra content, you know, to gobble it all up, um, just click on the link and follow me on the other socials. Uh, let's kick it off. Um, I'll, I'll start to read some of the questions that I've received on the socials that I think have been good ones that are relevant to, you know, to, to answer live or, you know, well, yeah, not live, but on the show, um, you know, and, and away we go. Um, somebody has sent in, tell me, you know, your five, pre- you know, tell me your, your, the premiums, you know, that you've got in your team. Look, that's obviously going to be subjective because at a point in time, we thought Aaron Finch was a premium, you know, and he's at 60k this year. So, you know, they may not be premiums this year. They could have a sucky year. Who knows? But I get your point. You know, the, the guns that I have in at the moment, look, you know, I'd probably start with, 
um, the players over 200k. So I've got Majib, I've got Daniel Sams, and I've got Tom Curran, all over 200k, and they're three out and out guns. You know, you've got um, two of them. You know, very round one relevant. Uh, look, you know, if we go down from there, I've got Rashid Khan, who's a tick under 200k. I've got Glenn Maxwell, who's a tick under t- 200k. Um, are probably guns you know for me so that's five gun out and out premium type guns and then you probably go a level down you know i've got josh Philippi, you know and chris lynn as well so you know i think that that's my the gun show that's what i'm i've got currently in my team in the lead up to round one so probably five guns and two borderline guns you know if you're talking about Philippi and chris lynn now that doesn't mean that i'm not going to make changes i'm still fiddling with my team like everybody else but at the moment you know that's what i'm i'm rocking you know um another question i've had to the inbox is you know give us the lowdown you know on round one double game round numbers now most of the people that i've spoken to on the podcast or on the socials sort of land somewhere on the six seven or eight you know numbers for the double game round obviously we know that there's two teams on the double game round in round one so you know you could be caught with going too light you know and finding yourself behind the eight ball now i will say that i don't think that you know you should go any lower than six you know if you're sitting with five in your team right now i think you're low you know and especially with players like um you know, Moises Enriques and uh, Wildermuth coming back in as options for that round one team. So I think, you know, there's better quality available now in the, in the round one double. And, you know, players like Dan Christian, who might have been iffy, you know, for round... Well, not iffy, you know, they, but, you know, they there was doubts over maybe their bowling, you know, with injuries that have come through. Or, you know, that Dorcious has had a recent side strain. It is not 100% to start you know the the big batch season you know someone like um dan christian becomes a much more lot you know feasible option you know for your team so look i think six is the minimum i think seven is the sweet spot you know and eight is probably aggressive but i wouldn't go higher than eight you know so six is okay and probably the pass you know seven i think you're in good shape you know if they're good good quality ones or, you know, good roll ones, and, you know, eight, I think, is your maximum. I think when you start getting up nine and ten, you would certainly want to err on the side of uh, Sydney sixes, because if you've got, you know, three and four heat players, you know, they go into the, the buy in round two, you know, and there's actually value in uh, the heat players. So I think that you can get to you, if you start going above eight and you get into nine and ten territory, you could be you know, you get to the point where your team is more about getting out the players that you want to get out of your team rather than, you know, picking and bringing in the players that you do want, you know, so you can't get, you can't get yourself tied into that kind of play, not in my opinion. So you you could have someone like a Kuderman, you know, a Menenti, you know, a Bartlett, you know, uh, Baisley, they're only worth 80s and 90s and 70s. So you're going to be trying to get all of those players out, but you're not going to have enough bank to be able to pull in, you know, the quality of players that you want to bring in. So I think you need to think about it. I think that it's a six, seven or eight for me, you know, and picking the right ones, you know, well, that's a lottery, but I don't know for, for round one, but that's the only advice that I would give. Six, seven or eight, whichever your fancy is, um, you know, go for it. Um, 
Another one I got was, what did Dan Christian ever do to you? <laughs> no, look, I have probably very publicly said that I'm going to fade Dan Christian. Look, the reason why I was going to fade Dan Christian was because I had doubts over his bowling. You know, I think with Curran there, you know, probably takes Dan Christian away from bowling in power plays um, and at the death. You know, I, I know that he's been, you know, okay at that in the past, but I think that, you know, with players like Dwarshus, you know, and possibly rumours of a Chris Jordan being there, there's better death bowlers than Dan Christian. So I worried about, you know, is he going to get his full allotment of overs? And yeah, he's going to bat at six and probably, you know, come in and thump the ball, you know, like he does. But I had doubts over his bowling, you know, with, you know, these injuries of recent times to players like Dwarshus who are in doubt uh, and, you know, the way that the chips have fallen, you know, with um, Abbott out of the team, and such, you know, I think that his role is probably, you know, on the grow. I think he's becoming a more, you know, pressing choice in your teams. You know, almost not a must-have, but becoming a much more insistent pick in your teams, especially with the way that things are landing. So hopefully that clears it up for you. I'm not against Dan Christian. I just play the game, and, you know, there are going to be some popular players that we fade. Uh, and look, you know, Dan Christian's not cheap, you know, but I think that he's an improving option for teams for around one there you go so um someone has said in asking rank the cheapies in order uh for the double game round relevant players look i think that the best one is xavier bartlett now you know the, much like dan christian the way that the teams have sort of landed he has you know Im- improved as far as an option for round one goes so i think that it'll probably be wildermuth and bartlett you know that open the bowling i think he'll get his full allotment of four overs so he's not going to get you know the x factor worries that he had last year uh and i think he's gonna you know obviously we know that opening those opening the bowling you know that's a good place to be so I think he's the number one option for the double game round and probably I'd go um, Dan Hughes slash Manenti actually as my next best options look you know you can't argue with Dan Hughes at his position in the team you know I could probably have him against ahead of Manenti just simply because of job security you know Manenti might go out of that team you know real quickly um, and, you know, then you've got to trade him out or you can use him as enough on your bench. Uh, I like Menenti for round one, don't get me wrong. Uh, but, you know, Hughes is, he looks like he's going to bat at three or four. And although his form has been, you know, pretty average in the last couple of years, you can't argue with the fact that it's a good role. And when I make these decisions of who I think uh, I'd like to start in my team, I just play the logical game, you know, and someone who bats at three, who's in the 70Ks, you know, it's a good role. You can't argue with that. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if he goes and gets two single digits, though. (laughs) You know, so it's just a matter of taking a punt. But I think if you're trying to take a punt, you know, Bartlett, you know, uh, Dan Hughes, you know, on job security, and Menenti, because those spinners, you know, can jag a wicket, you know, in big bash and always are on the side of bowler. Um, While we're on that subject... Um, James Baisley, you know, is a popular pick for people. He's got a bit of all-rounder about him. And it looks like you'll probably bowl at least a couple of overs in that, um, you know, early, you know, double game round. You know, I think um, he's kind of like a poor man's uh, Jack Wildermuth, you know, if you wanted to get someone on the cheap. 
Um, I just pick Bartlett because I think he will definitely get four overs. He'll bat probably one behind, you know, Baisley in the batting order. Uh, and, you know, he's going to bowl, you know, in better parts in the game. So, but look, you know, Baisley's a, an alluring option. You know, he, he can hit a big ball um, and he's going to bowl a couple overs. I think he's pretty athletic in the field. So, you know, I don't think he's the worst option. Um Kuderman, you know, he obviously Swepson's gone off to the test team, and I think that Kuderman's going to be in that team. Uh, 80Ks in the 80s, um, and he's a cut price option. So, you know, if someone like Menenti, I prefer Menenti simply because uh, the Heat go off into the double uh, into the buy in round two, you know, and the Sixers don't. So I don't want to overload my team with Heat players, which is the, the sensible thing to do. But, you know, you could do a hell of a lot worse than Kuderman. You know, recent great form, you know, in the lower... Uh, great. So, you know, there's some options for you, you know, for your for your round one, you know, in the double game round, I think. And a lot of them, you know, are good priced, you know, players. Question, you know, relating to cheapies was rank your cheapies, you know, not taking double game round into consideration. Um, look, I, th- I still think Bartlett's a good one, you know, and I'll leave him in there. I think that... Um, Matt Jilks is a good cheapie. Obviously, you know, the injury to Ollie Davies, um, the way that I think they're going to line up is with Jilks opening. And an opener who's at 60K, you know, is very alluring for teams. Um, I think that Harry Nielsen, you know, is a very good chance of opening and having the gloves. And he has a double game round in round two, which really makes him a great option. You know, a superb option for teams. Um Obviously, you know, double game round relevant, it's Dan Hughes, uh, Ben Menenti, uh, they're, they're included, um, but we're, we're covering non-double game round ones. Um, look, Sam Whiteman was a recent trade over to the Renegades, and there is a chance that he could open. You know, I don't know exactly what his price is going to be, but if it's sort of 70, 80, 90, you know, if it's somewhere in that wheelhouse, he could be a good option for teams. Um I think it's probably logical to say that Cam Bancroft opens the batting, you know, and look, he's not someone that excites me a great deal, but, uh, you know, openers and openers at that, at that reasonable, you know, price point for your tips, you know, you can't uh, argue with, you know, so what is he at? Let's have a look. Uh, Bancroft 92, you know, so you could do worse than an opener at, at 92k. A lot of people I'm seeing bringing in um, Matthew Short, you know, he looks like he could be batting at three for the strikers uh, in the early rounds. And obviously we know they're relevant with the double game round in round two. Some people say that he's a trap and I know that he hasn't really shown you know superb form in recent times um but look you know he's sort of in the same mold as dan hughes you know for your teams um he could be worth a punt you know batting at three you know in this in the 70ks oh sorry in the 60ks um you know there's there you go you know he's 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 worth a punt probably uh for teams um you know i think that's probably it you know i think that could probably get you in the right Direction, obviously, we know Aaron Finch is a sensational cheapy option. I know he's under an injury cloud, um, you know, but if he's available, and we'll cover it in the next question, and even if he might not be available, I still think he's a good option. Um, you know, in the if Matty Wade, for instance, doesn't uh, roll in for the start of the tournament, someone like Caleb Jewell might open the batting with Darcy Short. He's done that in recent times, and he's done it very well. Um, so I'd monitor that one as well. Um all right, uh, yeah, I mean, in recent form, Jake Fraser-McGurk. I think that maybe, 
you know, that that's up in the air whether Jake Fraser McGurk gets the run in that team or is it Mackenzie Harvey? I don't think both of them will necessarily make the team, but there's going to be some cheapies in there that are options for your teams. Um, and anyway, let's move on. Um, one of the questions I had was a re- in relation to injuries. Would you hold people like Finch and Joel Paris? I know Paris was a popular cheapie, you know, in that all roundup sort of mold for the Hurricanes. Well, you know, I let me let, let's cover Finch first. Yes, I would hold Finch if he comes, you know, in you know round two, maybe round three. If if, if he's not going to go round one, but he's going to be back for round two, definitely, I think he's worth a hold. The reason why is because Finch is definitely going to come back in and open the batting. You know, so he's an opener at 60k, and I think that there's no risk. You know, having him holding him for the one week there. If there's no better options, just have Finch. You know, on your bench, and and he's back for round two. Whereas Joel Harris, for instance, um, he's not guaranteed for round one. He has an injury history, uh, and also, you know, uh, as of today's recording. Um, the Hurricanes have made, you know, a, a signing, you know, another English all-rounder in Jordan Thompson. You know, so I think that really casts doubt, you know, over Joel Paris, um, you know, for that team. So I would not, you know, if he's not there for round one, I would not have Joel Paris in my team. So hopefully that answers that question for you. The questions with who are your first three picked? Um, look, I won't sort of answer that, you know, the first three picked that I couldn't resist, that I had no choice and they overpowered me in the desire to get them in. Because obviously with the double game round, that's going to influence who I pick, you know, and as my top three picks. And look, Majib and Curran, I think are no brainers. You know, um, Curran is a great VC option into Majib as a captain. And I think that, you know, they must have. So, you know, uh, I'll go outside of that box, you know, where there's the ones that I couldn't resist having in my team. Now, number one is Chris Lynn. Now, look, it's a bit of a dividing, you know, view on Lynn. Obviously, we know that Lynn is very much a yo-yo. You know, he's hit and miss. Um, the reasons why I'm having, you know, Lynn in my team is because, look, you know, the worst case scenario is he goes out and sucks in both games, you know, gets sh- single digits, um, you know, he only relies on his batting because he's not a gun fielder, you know, and they hide him in the field and he doesn't bowl. So you're relying on his batting. I think that they're going to open with Lynn, so he's an opener. And I, I probably think in a logical sense, he'll come off at least in one of his two games. And if Lynn comes off, you know, it's probably 100. So you could have a player in your team who gets, you know, two solid 50s, but Lynn only needs to come off once and, and he gets at least what they are and you have him in there in the hopes that he comes off in both of them. You know, we get Lynn sanity, um, you know, when he's 70, then then 100. You get 170 points out of him. That's what I I couldn't resist Lynn for. I'm going to have Lynn in there because of what he's capable of uh, and, you know, yeah, you know, there's that fear that he could... You know, stink it up. If he can just hobble his way out of there with a out of the two games, you know, seventy points, it's you know, it's not going to kill you. You know, you, you only fear that that two sucky single scores, single digits. Um, you know, hopefully you don't get that. But Lynn, you know, I just couldn't resist him, especially with the double game round. You know, in round one, um, number two was Daniel Sams. You know, for the longest time, I was sort of picking who I was going to fade between Rashid Khan and Daniel Sams. Um, look, I have done the run-through of how I think they'll line up, and I think that Sams and Rashid Khan have um, 
you know, an improved batting position in the team. So, and I think that, um, you know, Sam's really showed a lot of improvement in the batting last year. So you're going to get the usual gear that you get from uh, those guys in their bowling, um, and you might see a little bit more batting from them. You know, I like Rashid Khan's matchup in round one with the Renegades, and obviously goes into the double game round in round two. Sam's, you know, there's no... Um, buyers for them. Um, I think you're going to want him in your team really, really early, uh, and I can see him batting, you know, higher, you know, and 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 obviously, you know, bowling in those good parts in the game. So, um, Sam's is somebody and Rashid Khan that you was a nervous watch. If you're going to fade them in round one, you're always going to probably plan on bringing them in really early. Obviously, Rashid for round two and Sam's as early as you can. But all of us that play Super Coach know that sometimes you can get caught. Um, with things that are happening and then that desire to get a Sam's in, you know, might go on the back burner and while he's like, you know, bashing away these awesome scores, it might be too hard to get him back in. Now, that's worst case scenario when things happen to you in Supercoach, as they inevitably do. But having someone like Rashid Khan and Daniel Sam's in my team for round one makes me feel really happy, you know, so I... You know, I found a way to get Daniel Sams in my team. You know, and I didn't have to choose between Rashid Khan and, and Daniel Sams. I've got them both. Um, look, the number three player that I could not resist was Maxwell. Now, you know, I found someone like Mitch Marsh irresistible because I thought he was probably top of the pops when it comes to all-rounder roles, batting, you know, really high and bowling, you know, a good amount of overs and a gun fielder. You know, I thought with a double game round in round four, he was just the top of the pops for me. Um, look, as soon as he got sort of selected in that Australia A, you know, my desires were heading straight towards Stoyness and Maxwell, you know, big Stoyness. I'm named after Stoyness. Um, the reason why I like Maxwell ahead of Stoyness is I think that Maxwell's a better chance of bowling in the earlier rounds, obviously with Quaz Ahmed not there. Uh, and, you know, he likes to bowl himself. So I think there's a bit of all-rounder nature about Maxwell in the early rounds, uh, and it's because of the X factor, you know. So he's a little bit safer than someone like Lin because obviously you don't get fielding or bowling off Lin. You've got to just rely on the batting. Look, he's an opener, and I'm just going, can I get a score out of him, you know, one out of two, two games minimum. Whereas Maxi, you know, he can single-digit, it, but he can go big, big, big. You know, he can go 170. And, you know, we saw in, you know, prior year, someone like um, Nathan coulton you know, in a double game round, he didn't play the second game. But in the first one, he scored 170. You know, so it's almost like he had two good games, you know, in the double game round. And Maxwell's that kind of person. He might go a single digits, but then he was, he, he's, there's no more prevalent player that could just go out and be a 170 in the next game. But, It'll be the stuff of nightmares if you faded Maxwell and he goes off in two games, you know, and he's relying on bowling, batting, and he feels in the gun-gun spot. So if you want to go against a triple threat like Maxwell uh, in round one, good luck to you. But I'm trying to be an optimist in my round one. I'm going to go and hope for Lin's sanity, and I'm going to hope he comes off in two games, and I'm going to go with Maxwell and hope that we get the big show. You know, so, you know, I think with Stoyness, if we get some sort of indication that he's going to bowl and it's before the tournament starts, I think he's a supremo option. And obviously, you're going to want to get him and Maxwell into your team for round three. And probably Zampa, you're going to have to start getting these stars in. So I think he's a fantastic option too, you know, just quietly. But if he's only batting alone um, and because of that X factor, you know, I'm going to go Maxwell at this point in time. So there's my three, you know, outside of those, you know, 
obvious ones, but good question. Move off into the lineups, how I think teams are going to line up. Now, this is obviously relevant for what we know currently. Um, there could be changes that come in. You know, I'm recording this on the Thursday and, you know, the Hurricanes have just made a signing of an all-roundup, you know, and I think that that really puts a line through Joel Paris, you know, just quietly as an option for teams. So, you know, in my opinion, if you've got Joel Paris in your team, get him out, you know. So uh, I'll give it my best, you know, and hopefully it's accurate for what we know. But we uh, obviously have some time before the Big Bash starts where changes, you know, could come thick and fast. Um, let us start with the heat you know because obviously they're relevant you know with the double game round in round one uh look the heat are going to open with max Bryan. i don't think it's going to be sam heaslett i think heaslett bats better at number five uh, and i can't see Bryan batting at number five so i think he's going to be there just because of his thuggery and you know what he can do you know i think he'll be at the top of the order and I think it'll be Chris Lynn or Ben Duckett that opens. Uh, look, Lynn did it last year, and they may just go with Lynn again, you know, at, at opener. Um, or it could be Duckett. I wouldn't be surprised, but I think that that's going to be your top three. Max Bryant, Chris Lynn, and Ben Duckett. Uh, I think they're going to go with one of two ways. You know, they're going to obviously go with Tom Cooper, you know, or they're going to leave Tom Cooper out and go with one of the cheapy bowlers, you know, but I'll, I'll, I think most likely they'll go with Tom Cooper. So I think it'll be, you know, Chris Lynn, um, Max Bryant, you know, Ben Duckett, um, Tom Cooper, Sam Heaslett, James Pearson, Jack Wildermuth, James Baisley, Xavier Bartlett, Majib, Kuderman, and that's how I think they'll line up, you know, um, there is a chance they may, you know, they bat pretty low. They go down to, you know, Baisley, you know, will you know get Wildermuth, Baisley, and you know Bartler can hit a hit a long ball as well. Um, you know, they may opt to go without Tom Cooper and go with one of the cheapy bowlers. You know, but I think most likely, my guess is that they'll go with um, Tom Cooper. Uh, over to the Sydney Sixers. Obviously, they're relevant uh, with the double game round in round one. Uh, I think it'll be Josh, Josh Philippi and James Vince opening the batting. I think it'll be Dan Hughes next. I've had some people suggest to me that it could be Moises Enriques. It could be, you know, really. But I think that Moises, you know, I think in the past it's been Dan Hughes at three and Moises, you know, at four. So I think that that's how they'll line up. I think it'll be Jordan Silk, Dan Christian, Tom Curran, I think, will come in next. Um, I think then it's probably Dwarshus. Um, look, it all depends on whether he gets over that injury, you know, Dwarshus. But I've got him, if he's in, he'll he'll come in there. Um, you know, they'll probably go Hayden Kerr, Stephen O'Keefe, Ben Manetti, you know, in that Manetti in that team. Um, you know, Hayden Kerr may come out if they go with someone like Chris Jordan, who has been rumoured to go there. And obviously, you know, maybe it's it's Kerr and Jordan if Dwarshus doesn't get up. But that's how I think they'll line up. Let's move on to the Adelaide Strikers, who are relevant, obviously, you know, with the double game round in round two. I think they'll go with Weatherald at the top and Harry Nielsen uh, taking the gloves and opening the batting. So it's a good early role for Harry Nielsen. And I, and I don't think he drops out of the team, obviously, when you get, you know, Alex Carey back. You know, there's got to be a light chance if they dump Tim Payne that Alex Carey, you know, comes into the test team. I... I would have 
Carey ahead of Inglis. Uh, I really love Inglis as a player in all forms, but um, you know we'll have to wait and see what happens. You know, uh, in that <laughs> in that test team. Um, but I think it's going to be Harry Nielsen and Jake Weatherall at the top. Then I think it's going to be Matt Short, um, John O'Wells, George Garton, uh, Rashi Khan, Peter Siddlewezega, Dan Worrell, and Farwet Ahmed. Um, look, they could go, you know, their batting lineup is, you know, weak. They could put someone like a Ryan Gibson, you know, into the team if they want to bolster the batting. And in that event, it might be Farwet Ahmed that drops out. They may just play them off based on matchups and opposition uh, and conditions, you know. So we'll have to wait and see. But that's how I think they'll line up. Uh, off to the Scorchers, I think. We'll go to... Oh, no, we should go to the Stars. Um, stars. I think that it's going to be Marcus Stoinis, the big Stoin, opening the batting. And look, it can go either way here. I th- I'm going to tip that it's Joe Clark that opens the batting with Marcus Stoinis, but it could be Hilton Cartwright. You know, Hilton Cartwright did that quite well you know last year so it could be well you know it could be Cartwright you know so but I'm going to go Stoyne and Clark I think that Nick Larkin is a fantastic number three um you know they signed Joe Burns as well you know but I think it's going to be you know I think Nick Larkin you know I think uh, Maxwell will come in next then I think it's going to be Cartwright, Burns, Webster, Nathan Coulter-Nile, Zampa, Hatcher, Stanlake um you know, that's how I think they're going to line up. You know, um, if they choose not to go, it might come down to a Larkin or Burns. You know, if they want to go Rainbird or Hinchcliffe, you know, and we know that they've got that top line spinner, you know, on a, on the way a few rounds in as well. So obviously that lineup will change. But this is how I think they might line up for round one, you know. So, um, you know, is there room for Larkin and Burns? Um you know, you've got such great, you know, if you've got Stanley, Hatcher, Zampa, Nathan Coulter-Nile, you get overs between Stoyness and Maxi. you know, you could almost go with both of the batters there, you know. So it'll be an interesting watch anyway. Um, off to the Scorchers now. Um, Scorchers, Laurie Evans and Cam Bancroft will open, in my opinion, early doors. I think it'll be the Kiwi Munro in next, and probably with the um, you know the outs. I think it'll be Curtis Patterson maybe you know in next. Ashton Turner, Aaron Hardy, Matthew Kelly, uh, Andrew Ty, um, Pete Hatzaglu, Berendorf, and you know I've got um, Lance Morris in there, but I, I heard that he was injured. I don't really know a lot about the Scorchers, and I don't know who would come in. Um, you know, but. So the, this might be my worst guess, you know, of all the teams. But, you know, I think it's going to be, be... I think you can safely say, you know, Bancroft opens, you know, and probably with Evans uh, and Colin Munro in three, you know. So, you know, take of that take that with a grain of salt. Um, let's go over to the Hurricanes. We know that, um, you know, they made that signing, um, you know, today. They, they did. So he's an all-rounder, the Englishman. And I think he comes straight into that team. Obviously, an international signing, Jordan Thompson. So I think that puts you know Paris under great threat. But anyway, let's have a look. Darcy Short and Matt Wade will open the batting. It all depends on whether Matty Wade gets over his injury. Now, you know, it's an injury. I feel like um, Finch is a better chance for round one than, you know, uh, Matty Wade is. But it's something that we obviously want to keep close to... Um, you know, the big bash, you know, because Matty Wade's a great option. And I think he's very under, well, 
quite underpriced as an option for someone who's a premium type player who excels at the top of the order with Darcy Short. So um, if it's not uh, Matty Wade, I think it'll be Caleb Jewell. You know, he has opened with Darcy Short in the past, uh, and I think he's improved as a as a batter. You know, I think it'll be Darcy Short and Caleb Jewell. If there's no Matty Wade, um, Ben McDermott will come in. Then it's Peter Hanscom, Tim Tim David, um, Mac Wright, um, Mitch Owen, and then it'll probably be the new signing. He might bat a little higher, maybe um, Jordan Thompson. I don't know that. Um, I don't know that. He gets a run, Paris. Nathan Ellis, Sandy Lamachane, uh, and Riley Meredith. Um, you know, that's how I think they'll line up. Yeah, Darcy Short, Matt Wade, Ben McDermott. Oh, you know, you've got Harry Brook, who is, you know, long-term. He, he, he's out originally, isn't he? So it's not going to be him, you know. So that's how I think they'll line up for round one, you know. Anyway, that's the Hurricanes. Who are we going to go over to now? The Thunder. Uh, Thunder, Thunder, Thunder. Where are you? Alex Hales and Matt Jilks. I think that Matt Jilks, uh, especially with that, you know, the recent injuries and stuff, has firmed as a great option for your round one teams. I think he's going to open the batting with Hales. He won't keep, though, I don't think. That'll be Sam Billings. Who will come in next? You know, uh, Alex Hales, Matt Jilks, Sam Billings. Uh, Alex Ross um, will be next. I think it'll be either Sanger or Baxter Holt. I know Baxter Holt was great in the Marsh Cup, you know, recently, and he's a bit of a goer. Um, it could be Baxter Holt or Sanger, you know, but I don't think they'll both be in there. Daniel Sams, Ben Cutting, Chris Green, Nathan McAndrew, uh, Tanvir Sanger, um, you know, and then they could go a Tremaine or a Cook. You know, I think Tremaine's been in pretty good form in the lower grades recently. So, um, yeah, that's the thunder. Um, Renegades, um, I think it'll be Finch that opens with recent signing Sam Whiteman, um, in my opinion. But if it's if Finch doesn't get up for that double game, uh, sorry, in that for that uh, original round, it could be that Indian, the first Indian of the BBL, Chand. But the way that I want to say is going to be Finch and Whiteman and Chand in at three, um, and then probably Sam Harper. I think it's going to be either Jake Fraser McGurk or. Um, Mackenzie Harvey, I don't think both of them, you know, it could happen that it's both of them, but I don't think that it'll be both of them, I think it'll be Narby next, then I think they'll go with um, Sutherland or Presswich, I know Sutherland had um, COVID, so maybe he's not right for the start of the tournament, but it might be Presswich, um, Pattinson, Richardson, Zahir Khan, uh, and Topley, um, that's how I think that they're going to line up, um, have we got anyone else? That's everyone. You know, that's the lineups as they lie now, in my opinion. I could have an error in there somewhere. I'm not perfect. But that's how I think they'll line up. You know, the big questions, um, you know, is it going to be Duckett that opens or Lynn? You know, I'm tipping Lynn. Um, is it going to be Whiteman, the recent signing that comes in and opens? Or are they going to open with Chand, who has been said is, you know, it's been said that he's an opener. You know, maybe... Um, it could go either way, but, you know, and with the stars, are they going to open with, um, Clark or are they going to open with Cartwright? You know, I think Clark is a bit of an interesting one for me because he could buck the trend of, you know, Englishmen, you know, batters in the BBL. I know he, in his few games, he didn't set the world alight, you know, last year. Um, but 
you know, he's going to have the gloves, which is a little sort of security blanket because Gotcha's not there. And I don't think that Peter Neville is going to, I think he's more there as a backup. Um, and if he opens, I think that makes him, you know, worth a punt. But if he doesn't open, you know, I don't think he's worth a punt, if you know what I mean. So those, those are the interesting things to see, you know, what, how, how does it land? And we'll probably get that information closer to the launch. And hopefully, you know, by the time I'm podcasting in a week's time, a lot of it, you know, hopefully has become clearer. You know, we might have got some indications of actual lineups for real <laughs> instead of me just doing a, my a prediction of it um, and which will be really handy for teams um, you know in the next week we'll probably you know the, in a week's time I'll probably do update on my team where it stands um, and ha- how many do I have for double game round one what am I you know holding in my team for round two round three round four um, have I faded on anyone? Has someone come into contention? You know, um, we'll we'll look at that sort of stuff. And if there's any big, big news, like for signings, um, you know, someone like Chris Jordan, you know, death bowler, and depending on his price in the double game round early, you just, if he comes in, you've got another great, great player, you know, to come in for the as a double game round option in round one. Um, you know, it's going to be really interesting. We're getting down to it. You know, it's going to be, you know, launch time soon. It's going to be all up and running, you know, and we're going to be live, um, you know, finalizing teams and um, signings and people getting over injuries is all that interesting time. You know, someone, you know, if you're holding um, into round one, a Finch, if he doesn't get up for round one, a Joel Paris, if he doesn't make it for round one, you know, you've got Matty Wade, you know, who may not make it for round one, you might be carrying these non-scoring players on your bench, too many of them, you know, so, you know, we need to know if they're going to get over those injuries, and look, I think um, we've lost some cheapies, definitely, I think, you know, into the Australia A team, and with some injury clouds, you know, we've, it's dried up a little bit, you know, but, there's some been some silver linings, you know, that have come through. You know, some roles have improved for your Bartlett types and your Menentes have come into consideration and Kudamans and type, you know, type players, you know, Whiteman going to a new team. Uh, lots of things, you know, that have probably brought other people into contention. It's all going to be a bit of a gamble, you know. You could get single digits from a, <laughs> from a Dan Hughes, but that's the fun of Supercoach, isn't it? You know, you, we're all trying to win it. We're all trying to get, you know, <laughs> ripping scores um and you know those round one teams are super important i guess you know for having a successful season um thanks for listening guys as i said click the link in the profile if you want to follow me on the socials and see me you know forcing super coach on my girlfriend <laughs> and you know giving some you know little video and answering q and a's and all sorts you know and all the other ones on the other socials and thanks again for listening guys uh, we'll talk to you again in a week. Get my, you know. Thanks for listening. I answered some questions that I've received on socials. I also did some lineups. Where, where was I pretty close? I don't know. I, I could have missed one or two things. Hopefully it's okay. But we'll talk again in a week. I'll probably have more updated stuff to talk about. Hopefully we don't lose cheapies. Oh, I kept singing. Damn it. All right. Well, cheers, guys. Bye. (laughs) Love you all.